I love the flexibility in working in all sorts of places. I'm often moving files around, um, reading my RSS feeds, doing social media, even doing video calls and such while out running errands. So much you can do on your phone these days. But of course, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. Shout out to T-Mobile, our sponsor. They're America's largest 5G network. So you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Hey, hey, what's up, listeners, side hustle school, friends, community. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing better than okay, actually. I hope you are thriving. I hope you are navigating whatever challenges this year has brought to you. I mean, this year has brought challenges to all of us um, to varying degrees, various types and such. But just know that you're not alone out there. Um, lots of people are trying to find the opportunity in the midst of all the uncertainty. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do myself. I want to be a better person at the end of the pandemic than I was in the beginning. That's what I said when this all started, and I'm trying to kind of keep that mindset with me as we go along. Uh, of course, there are various ups and downs and such. But let us go now to the theme of the program, what this is all about, um, Throwback Thursday slash Where Are They Now, where we take an in-depth look at someone whose story has evolved considerably since we first featured them. We recently heard from an accountant who sells spreadsheet templates and other financial resources to creatives, uh, a guy who made $100,000 on Fiverr, and many more. Now, today we're going to talk about coffee. We actually had a coffee episode about, I guess, four to six weeks ago. Another Throwback Thursday episode um, with the guy who started Busy Coffee. Um, now, that was different because that guy and his business partner really scaled that business. They've actually gone all in with it. Today is quite different because the business you'll hear about now is a family-focused business. Um, it's by a guy who still has his day job. This guy is in the state of Washington. Uh, he started selling coffee in his neighborhood to teach his kids about small business. Uh, that's how it all got started, but he ended up learning a few things himself. We first featured him in episode 549, uh, which was approximately, by that I mean exactly, 828 days ago. Incredible. Uh, what's happened since? Let's hear directly from him. His name is Doug. I will be back at the end to wrap us up. When your business gets to a certain size, the cracks start to emerge. I am very familiar with this. Whenever my business grows, you know, things are working pretty well at a very low level or at a mid-level. But then the things that I used to do in a day are taking a week. I've got way too many manual processes. And so if that's you, well, guess what? You should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000, the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs and one efficient system with that one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, improve margins, everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash hustle. That's netsuite.com slash hustle to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash hustle. I'm Doug Valenti from Issaquah, Washington. My side hustle is Valenti Family Coffee Roasters, and I was featured on episode 549. We are a family-owned mobile micro coffee roasting company specializing in small batch, fresh roasted coffee for our community. 
I've been interested in coffee since uh, college when I worked for a, a small coffee roaster, boutique coffee roaster in Northern California. You fast forward that uh, many, many years and uh, on a whim I bought a small electric coffee roaster and started experimenting by roasting coffee for personal consumption. I was able to find a couple of companies that specialized in small amounts of uh, green or unroasted coffee for home roasters. And once we had fresh roasted coffee, we were, we were hooked. At some point, I ended up with way more coffee than I could humanly consume. I bought a couple of, uh, of sample bags and I started giving it out to uh, our friends and neighbors. Uh, serendipitously, we lucked into a, a small used propane-powered commercial roaster, which increased our ro roasting capacity by about uh, tenfold. Because we roasted small amounts, I could experiment with lots of unique single origins, and I was always posting my thoughts and uh, feelings on my Instagram and Facebook page. Pretty soon, our social media friends were all asking how they could order our beans. Uh, we worked with a, a site called 99designs to come up with a logo and some branding around the idea of a family-owned coffee company. Uh, not, a, not long after we launched our site, my eight-year-old son and I were uh, at our local farmer's market and he looked at me and said, hey dad, we should roast coffee here at the farmer's market for all of our friends and neighbors. And I looked at him and thought, well, that's not a crazy idea. Turns out it probably was, but here we are. My day job is in technology uh, and I've worked for both small and medium-sized startups for most of my career. So I've always been around very entrepreneurial environments. So this is my attempt to get back at, into meeting directly with customers. And also uh, I wanted to teach my kids how to run a business. Lots has happened since we were featured on Side Hustle School. We attracted a, a bigger and bigger following every year, and we had to be real, very realistic about uh, what it was we wanted to do and what we could achieve. Uh, my wife and I both work full time and juggle schedules for our five kids. Since this is a side hustle that involves our entire family, um, we had to be mindful about impacts to everyone's schedules. So really, it's caused us to be much more narrowly focused on what our product and our brand is. And I think the most significant changes have been twofold. The first is we've learned to measure everything. So some of the, some of the things that are pretty obvious are you know, sales, uh, monthly sales, daily sales, and how much we had left over at the end of each of the markets. When we, when we first started tracking sales by hour and then sales by coffee type, we found that most of our coffee was purchased during certain hours. That allowed us to focus our efforts on, on those hours and not roast too late into the day, which was um, leaving us with a lot of leftover coffee. Uh, secondly, uh, we learned to simplify wherever we could. Uh, and that was a, uh, also a huge thing. I would pack up the trailer the night before and the show up at the farmer's market at about 4.30 and I had to be able to essentially pull everything out of the trailer and set the whole thing up by myself and start roasting so that so that we could limit the days of the week that we were uh, roasting coffee to to that day at the market. And uh, 
it required thinking through um, what we brought and what we didn't bring and really focus in on the simplest way to really deliver a quality product to our customers. The one piece of advice that I would, I would give people is to keep it simple. You don't have to have it be a home run uh, out the gate. Be, keep it simple and be smart about where you grow and listen to your customers. That's uh, for us, that, that was really the game changer is, is listening to their likes and dislikes. And even if we didn't agree with them, we at least understood where they were coming from. So one of the things I really appreciated about uh, Doug's updates, and he had some others for us as well. We had lots of notes uh, uh, from the transcript of that call. Um, he talked a lot about uh, making decisions based on your capacity. And you heard a bit about that in the update, about how they had to be realistic about what works for them. Uh, because, you know, it's a family business, they've got day jobs, etc. Um, he also talked a bit um, in the transcript about the impact of COVID-19. Um, and of course, that's affected him just like it's affected so many other people. Uh, we're trying to kind of decode some of the episodes so that not every single episode is about the pandemic. I know that gets kind of old. Um, but of course, we're all still living in it. So that's reality. Um, but about this point of making decisions based on your capacity, Something else he said, um, you know, he's like, one example is that everybody at the farmer's market, they want us to serve coffee. They, they want us to like serve cups of coffee. Um, and they don't. They actually just sell the beans. And he says, you know, a couple reasons for that. Uh, one is, uh, if you're going to have any kind of refrigerated cream in the county that they live, you have to have a health permit, which is about $1,200. Um, and presumably that's renewable as well. So you think about $3 for, you know, for a cup of coffee, you can see how they're going to have to sell a lot of cups of coffee, you know, doing the farmer's markets four Saturdays a month or whatever. So they try to just not focus on that. They try to say, well, that's, we're, we're not trying to sell cups of coffee. We're going to focus on the beans, basically. They've also had a lot of people ask them to do a brick and mortar location. And they thought about that, but then, you know, there's a ton of complexity that comes with that. So they've just decided this is our capacity. This is what we're going to do. We're going to focus on that uh, and do it well. I think that's something that all of us can learn from, myself included. Um, and at the end, he said, you know, the game changer for us is like listening to our customers, listening to their likes and dislikes. And even if we don't agree with them, we at least understand where they're coming from. So that's pretty key as well. I actually have a, a classroom episode coming up very soon. I think it's next week or the week after um, about how the customer is not always right. It's very important to listen, um, but ultimately you need to make the decisions yourself. So I am so grateful to Doug for helping us out with this segment. Thanks, man. Uh, we'll continue to do these new segments throughout the rest of the year. Uh, this is, of course, our year of interaction. If you have a question, if you'd like to update us about your side hustle, if you would like some delicious curated coffee, not a cup of coffee, but some actual beans, go to valenticoffee.com. That is V-A-L-E-N-T-E coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E.com. I'm going to link it up on the notes page as well. Uh, and if you've got a question, come to sidehustleschool.com slash questions. Thank you so much. Much more is coming up. Be sure you're subscribed. My name is Chris Gillibow. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.